I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Shining Light with Nicole, where we are keeping your 24 golden, shining bright so that others can see us being us and they can be them. Welcome to season one. On this week's episode, we are talking about faith and suffering with Tiffany Jo Baker. Tiffany Jo is a three-time surrogate, speaker, and strategizer who helps women, couples, entrepreneurs, and ministry leaders fuel and fulfill their faith journeys. Her personal battle cries include, don't quit and go for it. Tiffany Jo believes life is a gift we have all been given, and she loves to help others on the path of their promise. Here is my conversation with Tiffany Jo Baker. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I am just so glad for this opportunity and just grateful for you and your friendship, your words of wisdom, and especially, I just, I respect and admire just your biblical worldview and just your love for Jesus and just how you let your light shine for the kingdom. And so again, I just wanted to thank you and I'm so glad that you're here. You are so sweet. Thanks, Nicole. (laughs) Okay, so we are just going to just jump right into faith and suffering. And I know in Romans 8, Paul, he writes about how suffering is never greater than God's purpose, his promises, or provision. Um, And even just no aspect of our suffering is outside of God's reach. And so I would love for us to just kind of, or for you to walk us through that, because I know when I'm in a space, like it is hard to remember that God is working things out for our good. It is so hard because I think some of us, especially if you come from a very faith-filled community, you know, some some churches and denominations are more on the, um, you know, the promise side, the faith side of of our Christianity and and our beliefs and and you know, as Christians, we believe the promises of God. We believe that there's healing. We believe that there's miracles. We believe that God can do amazing things. And sometimes it's just such a, a clash to our belief system when tough times come. And when we've been standing on the word and standing on the truth and we're hit with a death, like the Bryants, or we're hit with a divorce or a disability or a diagnosis or even a demotion. It's like, what do we do with that? How do we reconcile what we believe and the word of God with what we are experiencing? And it can be such a hard place. I call those, and and I've heard uh, Pastor T.G. Jakes as well, call those times of crushing. And (laughs) yeah, I know because we literally are crushed. And I, if I remember correctly, I believe he even equates and correlates it to olives. 
and that when olives are crushed, that's when they get the olive oil, and that's where the anointing can even come. The anointing oil is through those times of crushing, through those times of um, questioning God and our faith, and through those times of reconciling those hard questions that God's not afraid of with what the word says and what we're experiencing and how he's with us through that, um, through those times. And, and when we come out on the other side, more faith filled, more aware of God's presence um, in the good times and bad. And that's where some of that anointing can come from after surviving and thriving through those experiences with the Lord by our side. I love that so much. So Tiffany, talk to, tell me, so talk to that woman or man who's out there and is just having a hard time of just expressing themselves to God. They have that fear yeah. to just to be honest um, with him during their time of suffering. Yeah, I think, I think Psalms is so is full of those times where where David and Saul and and the people of the Bible are questioning God. So I would say, grab your Bible, go in the Psalms, and really just look for those places where people are in the dark. They're in the cave, you know, when mm-hmm. when David was running from Saul and he's in the cave and he's like, God, where are you? You know, I'm I'm here. <laughs> where are you? And those times where. The, the, the people of biblical times are just in a tough place, are questioning God, and are crying out to him. And I think there's so much wisdom and depth in those times because I think it shows our uh, mortality, but it also shows God's um, eternal perspective for those tough places. You know, um, and I don't know the reference right now, but what's coming to me is one of the Psalms where it says, you know, where can I go from our your presence. If I go up to the heights, you're there. If I'm, if I make my bed in the depths, you're there too. Even your spirit will guide me and guard me. Um, so I think, you know, that song says he's the, he's the God of the hills and the valleys. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. He's with us in those mountaintop experiences and he's with us in those low places. You know, when Jesus came um, to earth as a baby, one of the names that he was given was Emmanuel, God with us. And when you think of of Jesus' uh, journey on earth, you know, he knows what it was like to be despised. He knows what it was like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to be in uh, pain like I can't even imagine. Um, He knows what it was like to be um, all the things demoted from his heavenly place down to earth as as a human. You know, he understands what it's like to live the human life. And, and, and when he ascended, I think this is one of the keys to faith and suffering. When he ascended, after going through all that, he left us a gift. And he said, my peace I give unto you. And that was a gift that Jesus gave because of all of the things that he experienced, all the things that he went through, the moments, the highs, the lows. He knew that it would be the peace of God that could help get us through those times. Oh, what a perfect reminder. I, I just love that so much because I know when we are in just that season of toughness that we're wrestling to mm. find that peace mm-hmm. and we are just struggling through that, tr- you know, trying to figure out how can we fix it? How can we make it mm-hmm. better? Even crying out to say, Lord, get us out of this. 
you know? And so how can we, how can we wait well in that? How can we wait well in suffering? I know even for myself, I don't, I feel kind of bad even saying that. I was like, oh, wait, I don't do that well. (laughs) I I I think that's a struggle for a lot of us. You know, the P word patience, it's like, uh, don't pray for patience because something, you know, something will happen. So you'll have to deal with it. Um, I think the first thing um, is a preventative measure is before you even get in that place is to get full and stay full. You know, um, I liken it to a cup of coffee, like your, whatever your drink of choice is in the morning to get you going, that if it, if it's full and it gets bumped and hits you, if it's, if it's, if your cup is full and life hits you and it gets bumped, there's still more there. But if you're dry to begin with and your cup is low, then, um, and life hits you, you have nothing left to deal with. So I think it's just, the first is just a line of preventative measure is just trying to stay full in our our life, whether we're in the highs or in the plateaus and just going day to day. So that when the, when that, that suffering hits, that crisis hits, that crushing hits, that you have a reservoir and you have something to deal and, and grab from. That's so good. So I know you know this because we just, we connect through story. And so I would love to hear a time, you know, maybe when your faith was tested during a tough season, just how did you survive or how did you walk through that? Yeah. Um, so I have had multiple moments of crushing <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. my life as, as we all have. Um, I think of one kind of more recently, it was about three years ago and um, my husband had taken the leap of faith to quit his job, to pursue a, a dream that God has put on his heart. And let me tell you, the gates of hell <laughs> came out during that, that leap of faith. And, you know, it didn't look anything like we were believing, hoping, standing, praying for. Yes. Um, you know, it got so bad that I started to keep a list on my phone of not all the things that were going wrong just to keep track of all the negative things, but I called it my redemption list. And I started keeping track of the things that just didn't line up with what I knew that God wanted for us in this season. And I just was um, praying about those things and standing on those things as God, you are going to redeem this and this and this. But the real, the real story, the icing on the cake was when we were visiting my husband's parents in Pennsylvania and um, rural Pennsylvania, his, his brother's family, their missionaries in Bolivia came to visit his cousins from Baltimore came to visit. So we all kind of uh, met at his parents' house and we're at this huge pancake restaurant in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Um, and I just looked at our youngest, who I think she was about 11 at the time. Her name's Selah. And I could tell she just was not feeling well. We went to church that morning, went to go get pancakes afterwards. And at one point I called her over and just said, hey, Say, are you not feeling well? And she's like, no. She wasn't her usual sunshine self. Um, and so I said, do you need to throw up? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Oh, it was just a look on her face. And I took her to the bathroom and I was holding her hair in the stall and she threw up a little bit. And after that, her arms started twitching and then her head started twitching. And then she went into a full blown grand mal seizure collapse oh, wow. in my arms <gasps> in rural Pennsylvania in the bathroom. Oh my goodness. And she, Nicole, she turned 
blue, like her lips turned blue. And she was passed out. She seized for a while, you know, just twitching on the floor. And I couldn't, I couldn't leave her, but I'm in the bathroom by myself. Um, and she started just, you know, twitching and her lips turned blue. And, and out of nowhere, this woman came into the bathroom. She may have been an angel. She came in as a medical professional. I think she was either a physician's assistant or a um, doctor. And she knew exactly what to do. And, and um, after the seizing happened, she went and grabbed the, um, the owner of the restaurant. She came in. They called the volunteer paramedics to come because they were, we're rural, rural Pennsylvania. They didn't have their own ambulance. We had to wait oh for the volunteer ambulance to come, which ended up being about 20 minutes to get to us. And the whole time Salo was, was passed out on the floor. Oh. Um, it wasn't seizing that whole time. But, you know, these angels came in, it was this, this medical professional and she's like, make sure when you get to the, to the hospital, tell them this, this, and this happened. And a mom came in she goes, and she said to me, she goes, my, my son has seizures all the time. She's like, is there anything I can do? And I said, just pray. And she said, you got it. Mm-hmm. And I, I sent her to go get my husband in the back corner and he came in and you know, the look on his face, like my baby is on the floor and you just feel so helpless. Like what? can I do in this situation? And, you know, I was just praying and people were praying and about 20 minutes later, right before the volunteer ambulance showed up, um, Salo started coming too. And, and we jumped wow. and went to the emergency room and they did all the tests and, and, you know, if that wasn't enough, um, she tested fine at the emergency room. They actually let us go home because her grandma um, my husband's stepmom was a physician's assistant, so she was able to go home in her care. But they just said, you know, hey, when you get home, go see a, a neurologist and have them check. And uh, being a person of faith, I was just like, you know what, this is just a fluke. Uh-huh. <laughs> this isn't anything. This was a, you know, when she was a baby, she had a febrile seizure at one point. She was about two. And I was like, this is just one of those times, like, there is nothing that's going to happen. I was just praying and standing. We got in about a month later with the, with the doctor, they did an EEG and, you know, a a sleep study kind of thing and, and all these tests. And when we came into the room as a person of faith, I'd fully expected to be like, Oh, there's nothing. We didn't find anything. She's completely healed. Nothing wrong. But the doctor started talking to me about epilepsy. Hmm. It started telling me all the things about epilepsy and seizures. And in my mind, I thought I was being punked. Like I thought Ashton Kutcher was about to jump out (laughs) and be like, just kidding. She's healed. It's all good. But instead, the doctor was telling me about epilepsy and all the medications, potential medications and tests and and things we would need to do. And I was like, no, like this is not going to happen. This is not it. Um, and so I, that was a, that was a big that was a second crushing on that that instance where I just had to um, take a moment and step back and really figure out where to go from here. Yes, what a story about faith, mm-hmm. you know? Because I just I love though that your response was, "Hey, we need to pray. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to look to the one." Um, who just, yes, we're going through this, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be worked out. You know, this is his will at the moment, but we are going to move through it with him. Yeah. Yeah. It really made, it really, like you said, it really just, just threw me to the father, you know, because I needed something to stand on. I needed to know, 
Um, like I knew what the Bible said, but I needed to know, I needed a word from the Lord of why, what is this? And, and how do I stand with this against this around this? Like what, you know, what, what is this all about and where do I go from here? So, so once again, it just, it just drew me to the father to just spend time, get my feet, my stance, you know, my stance, right. Um, and know how to stand during this time. And, and, you know, God was faithful to meet me right where I was and to give me something to stand on, um, through the valley, you know, and and he was so faithful to be with, be with me each step of the way. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, what, so what can we do today? You know, what do we need to remember when that unexpected storm hits and we begin to question our faith? Yes. I would say just go to the father, go to his word, go to, go to him and just be real and raw and, and tell him you don't get it. Tell him what the questions are. You know, um, if you're not full, it's the time to get full. Um, you know, I think of the armor of God, you know, the whole armor of God in Ephesians six is talking about how to put on our armor of God so that we can take our stand against the things that are coming against us and what to do and how to stand. And so God gives us the things that we're supposed to do, you know, to stand with the belt of truth. So we need to figure out what is the truth? What does the Bible say about the circumstance? Um, It says to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, righteousness is that we're in right standing with God. So many times when we, something happens, we can question like, Oh, is this a result of, because I did this. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, because I didn't do this, because I haven't been reading my Bible, did this happen? You know, I think we can question our part in it. But God says the armor of God is to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the right standing of God that has nothing to do with what we've done or haven't do. That's because of what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did, we are in right standing, all of us are in right standing with the Lord. So we have to remind ourselves, put on that breastplate of righteousness, you know. Take up the shield of faith, the gospel of peace. There's that peace again, that gift that Jesus gave us when he left. But we have to receive that gift of peace. So sometimes that's a fight. Sometimes we have to protect that peace. That is, gosh, that is a fight. Yes, it is. It's such a fight. I mean, we have to protect our peace at all costs. Um, And then it says, put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And praying always in the spirit. So I think we go like God, God is, uh, you know, a, a, an eternal being. Yes, but he's also a practical God. So he gives us those things of what we can do to stand against the devil and stand against those attacks that are coming against us and what to do. Um, but I think for me, staying full is huge. That's where the peace is. Mm-hmm. You know, taking that gift of peace. And that also is where the joy is. You know, the word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength yes. and joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when we're having, spending time with the Lord, when we're staying full, the fruit of that should be joy and peace. And those are two of the things that God gives us as weapons to stand in those days when we're in those valley moments. That's awesome. I know I'm standing like a little bit taller right now. I'm like, yes, I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged. Tiffany, thank you so much. 
I appreciate you. So tell everybody, so how can they find you? Where yes. are you on social? So let us know. Yes, you can find me at Tiffany Joe Baker um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and TiffanyJoeBaker.com. So I just, I am there for people offering soul care, self-care, and dream care. Just help people um, in their dev- daily life who want a little bit more. That's awesome. Okay, I've got a final two. So just our last two minutes of the podcast, and I just have two quick questions for you. So i strongly believe in just puzzle pieces like God has just placed us in the right time at the right place um, to just really just open up some doors and find just that we find our purpose and really our why so how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today Ooh, good one. Um, I think this is totally off subject, but on subject with the puzzle pieces, but I am a surrogate and I've had the pleasure of carrying babies for other families dealing with infertility, who are suffering with infertility. So through being a surrogate, God really connected the puzzle pieces of showing me what, how he uses me, what my purpose is. And my purpose is to be a dream carrier and help people carry their dreams, whether it's a business, a blog, a baby, but helping them carry their dreams through to birthing, to fruition, and to just continue to walk alongside people on their faith journey. Oh, I love that. And so you do such an amazing job at just shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us to encourage us and just help us do that? Um, no, I've not always been that way. <laughs> as, you were, as I was called as a um, teenager, young adult, I was a candy-coated hellion. So I have not always... <laughs> shown my light bright. I have shown a lot of things, unfortunately, but not always a bright light. But I think once, you know, I realized um, who God was, how he made me, um, I've been able to shine my bright, my light bright for his kingdom, just because of a revelation of him, his goodness, and how he wants to use me. That's awesome. Tiffany, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love you, Nicole. Thank you. Love you. That was so fun. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in. To learn more about Shining Light with Nicole or to get involved with 1212 Ministries, visit 1212ministries.com. Now go out and let your light shine for the kingdom. And remember, you shine so that others can see you being you and they can be them. Keep your 24 golden and I'll see you next week.